0: We're joined by Bernice Minnis, who is a member of North Country Earth Action, but a longtime activist with many different uh, causes. Uh, Bernice volunteered to come on and talk about some of her work on on climate, but um, she also mentioned she is a longtime ecofeminist. So, Bernice, what's what's an ecofeminist?
1: Way back, way back when I was young, But it was in the 1870s. There was a term that tried to see how women were treated and how earth was treated. And it was the same way of viewing both of them as if they were commodities, as if they could be exploited, as if they had no value, dignity or life in themselves. And that was then extended to the earth, to women, to poor people, to poor countries. It was a way of viewing the other as not having worth or dignity in itself. And actually that is a principle that you see operating all the time. It's like the sense that one per, one people people in power are defining the other as not having dignity and worth and any sentient being. So it enables you to do anything to people you don't see or animals or trees. If you don't see the worth, then you can abuse and exploit with no compunction with no sense that you are doing anything wrong because it's from such a limited and arrogant point of view. So I see it as pervasive in terms of capitalism, in terms of patriarchy, in terms of imperialism. All those movements are based on seeing the other as not having inherent worth and dignity in life.
0: So how do you, you know, put that ecofeminism philosophy uh, into action with some of the work you've been doing with uh, North Country Earth Action? Well,
1: I live in the wilderness and I see, actually, and I write a lot of nature poetry and I see the life in all sentient beings. And I think it's not just with environment stuff, but it's really seeing how we relate and how we, it's really seeing criminal actions against the other as if they were acceptable because it's that point of view. Our North Country Action does other things in terms of what laws are, uh, being passed. We have a rat card. We give films. Um, we give films in the library where we talk about a lot of the issues. We try to get people to be um, active in many ways, but also I try to get people to connect with the wilderness and see the life principle, and it connects for me with biodiversity because biodiversity is life, and this is in terms of the environment, but it's also, if you have white supremacy, if you have a monoculture of trees, what you're doing is removing the very principle of life. So it's really a matter of seeing interconnections and interdependence that your life is part of this larger circle. And I think, I think all of capitalism, but also all of the commodity productions and what is something worth, what is the cost of something, it all depends on a certain point of view, that does not see interdependence and interconnection. And when I hear a lot of first peoples or indigenous people, it's so clear to me that they saw themselves as part of the forest, that they didn't make the separation that is so endemic to our society and our culture, which sees humans and white humans and males particularly as having a superiority that allows them to do terrible things. So it's really, My point of view is consciousness and seeing people, how independent we are, interdependent we are, and how our way of seeing is based on such a notion of monoculture, which is a death culture, as if diversity isn't the principle of life. So that's how I relate to the environment and also all of our um, actions that we try to do for the environment. It's recognizing that our life is dependent on the life of all the things around us. And so it has to do with how we're exploiting and harming the earth, not just hurricanes, tornadoes, and floods, but the extinction of species, the, uh, the pesticides and fertilizers, the things that destroy our very life. And I feel that I, I, we have 70 acres of woodland, and I feel so connected to it that I can't see how people can treat things, other, other, other beings, as commodities to be exploited. And I think that's the essence of capitalism,
0: too. Now, you mentioned you live in the Adirondack wilderness. And, and, and many years ago, I was teaching an environmental course at RPI. And I divided the students into two teens, and they would argue a, a point during class. And the one point the entire class rebelled against me was that Earth First had called to depopulate the Adirondacks and return it to a real wilderness. How did you feel about that particular call by Earth First?
1: Well, we, uh, I didn't know that call by Earthverse. Earth. I, I feel like I work with Adirondack groups like Protect the Adirondacks because it recognizes what I just said about biodiversity. It works against, you know, getting these, uh, destructive trails, doing things that harm the environment. So I don't think it's depopulating. We have a very small population. It's making those people there wanting to preserve. So Protect the Adirondacks, the, um, Adirondack Council, they all work for earth action in some way. I think the, the notion that um, that people are the only focus point, I think that is the problem. So what you have to see is what do we do to connect us with our whole environment? Because it's so clear that we are connected. That's the consciousness that has to shift. I mean, if you look at what uh, what people say about the cost of this or what's progress, or what's advancement, what's all of those terms are made from the point of view of how something can be used and exploited. And it's part of our whole history from the time of when we came over and treated the Native American, the Native peoples, as worthless, empty, not having knowledge, not having dignity. And I think it's a return to what they knew that we forgot. And now they become our teachers. Because when I hear uh, people speak with that deeper knowledge, I think that's what we have lost with our well, it's not just white culture, it's capitalism. It's seeing commodity products, objects, and not sentient, dignified life. So now, I, the, now, I, the, I will just say that I have taught in Great Meadows Prison for 12 and a half years, and then I taught in a progressive school in Vermont. And those were my most conscious students because, in some way, when you teach writing and literature, people Uh, talk about their own lives and get really in touch with what's true. And those populations were extraordinary populations to teach because they had major consciousness. Older women returning to college and men in Great Meadows prison. Those are my two populations that I taught literature and writing to. And that's where I learned uh, so much stuff from.
0: Come January 1st, you and I are going to share something. And that is uh, Elise Stefanik is going to be our congressperson we peacefully, my community, how Delgado, if you had one minute to talk to Elise Stefanik about the climate and the environment and women, what, what what's your one minute uh, spiel to uh, your Congresswoman?
1: Well, I've talked to her for hours and worked against her for all the time she's here, but it would basically say, understand that what, what you see, what, what you are doing is harmful to our earth, to our land, to our people that you see your your lens, it's the dark money, it's the lobbying forces, it's it's the Trump and the climate and environmental deny the the deniers of both climate and also the deniers of the election. It's a quality of denial that doesn't see the life principle. And I I find a criminal. I feel like they are criminals because they destroy what's most precious and they harm. And she doesn't see it because she's so now part of that denying of the election and such a Trump person that uh, I don't think there's any way of breaking through. We have done so many actions in front of her office. We have done so many actions trying to raise consciousness. But the area here, much to my dismay, votes for her. They voted uh, 60 to 40%, 60% for the Republicans. It's almost like the dark money, which is so much part of the lobbying, uh, has its sway. And for some people vote against what I see is their life, their own life. And it's the life of the earth. It's the life of democracy. It's the life. And people here who live on the land, you think that they would know better, but in some way, they're tricksters. They manage to convince people that what they are doing is supporting the community. I feel what she's doing is criminal.
0: We've been talking with uh, Bernice Menes, uh, a member of North Country Earth Action. Uh, Bernice, you know the website, North Country Earth Action?
1: Yeah, northcountryearthaction.org, and it's a it's a very nice website. It has a lot of uh, laws that are there. It talks a lot about. Uh, we have a little rack card that says action that we should do. It okay. Um,
0: this has been Mark Dunlay, um for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.